0: UCF looks like they have a new offensive coordinator what have I heard on the situation and what should we expect moving forward hello everybody and welcome back to charge on as always I'm your host Sean Green before we get started as always a quick word from our sponsor bet online it's playoff time and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. BetOnline is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to BetOnline today to stay updated on all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. i will be honest, guys. So, we're going to get... I put out a tweet last night. Hope you all are doing good. I put out a tweet last night. And I said, hey, send in... I'm about to record a pod tomorrow for charge on send in your questions and you know we'll see if we can answer them we'll see if we can uh, go through and make that the episode because to be completely quite honest with you there's not been much UCF news in the past week Uh, we could have talked about basketball which we'll get into a little bit basketball talk here and this will not be a long episode but uh, this podcast got saved by news earlier today that UCF will have a brand new offensive coordinator Um, This is coming, it came to us very early uh, in the day that uh, Tim Harris, Tim Harris Jr., was the running back coach at UCF for many years, um, has decided to come back and be the offensive coordinator at UCF. Uh, A lot of people were trying to figure out, because it got announced um, kind of by a Miami source, that he he was leaving Miami, he was coming back here, and a lot of people were trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Now we have seen in the past, and I'm trying to have all, I have all my stuff on my phone. We saw with obviously Ted Roof, right? He comes in. he's now the defensive coordinator, and then Addison Williams gets put to co-defensive coordinator. So now you have and we saw it with Gibbs, right? Gibbs was also co-defensive coordinator. And then this season, you had Darren Hinshaw. He was the only offensive coordinator. There was no other offensive coordinators on the staff, I think, uh, or maybe Herb Hand was. But, you know, Darren Hinshaw was calling plays. Darren Hinshaw was the one leading the offense. So now it gets announced today, oh, you know, Harris is coming in, and he's going to be your new offensive coordinator, which I think shocked Everybody, because we were all assuming, oh, maybe he's co-offensive coordinator. Maybe people, maybe he's going to be the wide receiver coach. We have no idea what he's actually going to be, right? We were just assuming uh, maybe that report isn't accurate. Hinshaw was just liking UCF tweets yesterday. He's talked about profusely how much he loves being here. His family's close by. He's like, obviously, a UCF alum, played at UCF, all that good stuff. So eh, there's no way Tim Harris Jr. is going to be the offensive coordinator. But no, it got announced. You know, all the scoopers, everybody was on it. It got announced a couple hours after a UCF spokesman confirmed that Tim Harris Jr. will be offensive coordinator and wide receiver coach, while Darren Hinshaw will take on co-offensive coordinator and QB coach duties. So um, if you guys... I heard from a source, again, I'm not trying to get in the scooper game, but luckily I have a good couple people that are in the know on the situation, um, and then Brandon Helwig, obviously the godfather of UCF um, sports, he put in the dungeon um, some information that I heard from a source a couple you know, a couple days ago that I found very interesting, and I think many UCF fans will you know, laugh at this. I'm not going to read the article because I implore most of you guys to go to the dungeon because um, I know Hellwig kind of put a bunch of that stuff there. Gus has been calling plays since after the West Virginia game. Darren Henshaw has not been calling plays. So, you know, I'm trying to remember the games. But West Virginia game, UCF loses 41-28. to 28. Gus called plays for the Cincinnati game, Oklahoma State game, Texas Tech game, Houston game, and the Georgia Tech game. Gus was calling the plays. So a lot of fans that were just saying this looks like Gus' offense, you know that's uh, very valid because I guess it was um, Tim Harris or you know Tim Harris is coming in to again he's going to be the offensive coordinator. He will not be calling plays. Um, I I am going to safely assume that Gus Malzon will continue his play calling duties. Uh, again, if you only really let him let. Uh, Coach Hinshaw take play calls for what seven, six, seven games, and then you took it back. Now, granted, in those games, UCF went on a winning streak to get to a bowl game, and um, you know you can look at that as the positive. Is that you know UCF was playing their best ball when it mattered, but you can also see sometimes in those offensive games there was a little bit of struggles. I mean, the Houston game. You know, granted, I get UCF won 27-13, to 13, but you also felt like UCF was just on the brink of a blowout, of blowing them out. Um, the Oklahoma State game, obviously, that was just the anomaly there. Texas Tech, offense was not that good that game. Uh, Georgia Tech, obviously not that good. Cincinnati, again, you still put up 28. Not that great of an offensive performance. So, Gus Malzon was the offensive coordinator. <laughs> that, that's, that's what it was, and... You know, I think it's very obvious. It was not, Gus Malzahn likes to call plays. That's why we were all assuming, listen, when he handed it over to Darren Henshaw, he was basically saying, I'm going to give this, I have too much other things to handle. But you could just tell. I mean, this is clearly an offense Gus wants to run. Uh, and clearly he's going to be. Um, now let's talk about uh, Tim Harris. Tim Harris, when he was in Orlando, was one hell of a recruiter. Now, Cam Martin has really done an incredible job at recruiting running backs. And I think Tim Harris was one of the best recruiters, if not the best recruiter, for Miami. Um, And he was only there a year. Uh, But when he was here, that was a big loss. And that's why Gus brought in Cam Martin. So to bring in Tim Harris to be the new wide receiver coach, but offensive coordinator. And again, these titles don't necessarily matter if we're being completely honest. At the end of the day, Gus Malzahn is most likely going to be the one calling plays. I think it's really good for recruiting. Does it matter for the offense? Absolutely not. It does not matter. The titles do not matter. At the end of the day, Tim Harris Jr. is going to bring a hell of a recruiting pitch to a lot of these guys. Now he's going to be dealing with wide receivers. So, and I think, listen, I think he's going to win a lot of these recruiting battles. He's He's got a pulse down there in Miami. There's a lot of talent down there. Uh, to bring in somebody like him and whoever you else you have on the staff right now is really going to help UCF in the recruiting aspect. Besides that, it does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. I'm glad they brought him in as a wide receiver coach. I think that's incredible, and it's really going to help the room. Besides that, it does nothing. Anything. The biggest change here is that Darren Hinshaw will not be calling plays. And we are just now finding out that he was not calling plays for basically the second half of the year. That Gus Malzahn took it back over to get the ship turned around. So, and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that the offense was perfect. But I think w- if Gus Malzahn was looking at it and saying the offense was the issue, I don't know what we're doing. Turnovers, that's not really a Hinshaw play calling thing. I think not being able to tackle on defense and not being able to stop the run caused more losses for UCF than that. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. We'll see how it works out. Uh, We know how Gus Malzahn runs his offense. Uh, I liked the offense this year. Uh, So, I mean, clearly Gus took what Hinshaw was doing and kind of worked that into kind of his play calls. And we'll see. I find it very interesting this is coming out right now. Um, and I'm glad that uh, Coach Hinshaw is still on the roster. Uh, and Or not on the roster. On the coaching staff. Because I think at the end of the day, he is the quarterback developer that UCF needs. Because uh, Gus has not shown that he can develop quarterbacks. Um, so I think keeping Hinshaw on the staff is much needed. But don't be surprised if Henshaw leaves after this year. Um, I, I think if I'm Darren Henshaw, my career is not going to progress if you just got demoted after year one. So it would not shock me if this is Dar- uh, Coach Charles last year. But we'll talk about that uh, later. But Tim Harris Jr. is your new offensive coordinator. But realistically, Gus Malzahn is your offensive coordinator. Head coach, play caller, whatever you want to call him. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Now that that's out of the way, again, I said quick episode, but we've got fan questions or, you know, I put out on Twitter, like I said, um, to drop any UCF football or basketball related questions or topics um, last night. And we got four questions, which again, I appreciate because in the weeks like this where there's literally nothing like we had the UCF win at West Virginia or against West Virginia. So that was something we could talk about, but uh, I needed stuff to talk about. It's the first week in two years that I was about to record a podcast, and I'm like, I literally have nothing to talk about this week. So that was needed. Um, at And I'm putting your handles down below with the questions. So again, if you guys, whenever I follow me on Twitter, uh, if you have any questions and I put out a tweet like that, go on, follow me, and uh, please put your question down below. So we're going to first answer, at UCF underscore Space Ranger. Any word on how Mikey is feeling after the news came back that he can't play until next season? Will we keep him? So it's a good question. I don't know how he's feeling. My guess is he's disappointed. um, But I think it's safe to assume he's not going to leave. Again, like I explained in my Mikey episode, right? He's coming to UCF to change the image around him, right? He's got all the intangibles, all the talent in the world to be able to go to the National Basketball Association, the NBA. He is coming to UCF Number one for an opportunity. I don't know how many other schools are reaching out to Mikey Williams saying, Hey, we want you to come in, right? Especially after what was all the the crap surrounding Mikey Williams, right? You're coming to UCF with a coach that is highly respected uh, among NCAA basketball and among basically any profession. You know, Johnny Dawkins is one of the best in the business. There's no way he's not going to play for UCF. Now, um, now granted, I might be wrong on that. But I'm sure it's, he's disappointed because I sh- I'm sure, just like any basketball player, you want to go play the game you love. You want to go kind of change the narrative surrounding your name. But, you know, he's just going to have to wait a little bit. And I am going to assume that he does play uh, for the Knights. I don't think him not being eligible this year will cause him to reconsider. All right, next one is at night and Luke. Which position group do you feel best about the worst? So, um, I think this is semi-cop-out, right? Because the position group I definitely feel best about right now is quarterback. Now, I wouldn't have been able to say about that, you know, a month ago. A month ago, I probably would have told you quarterback was my least um, favorite or most concerned Uh, skill position group because you just didn't know who would take the reins. You didn't know who would really uh, bring UCF to that next level. And I think adding KJ has really or is going to prove to be one of UCF's biggest moves, if not the biggest move um, of this offseason. If we're talking about, I'll do both offensive and defense. So offense, it's got to be the quarterbacks. And I think on defense, it's going to be the defensive line. I think the defensive line has the most depth out of any position group on the roster. Bringing back guys like Ricky Barber, and Lee Hunter, having guys like John Walker, you know, it really does, in Malachi Lawrence, it increases the way that that defense can play. Now, if you stop the run, I think this defense can be one of the best in the Big 12. Um, but that's definitely my most anticipated position group. The one I feel most good about. I'm heading in. Now, the worst, I think offensively... Hmm, that's actually a really good question. See, this is why I should have just answered both. I should have just answered one and one. Um, I'm going to say offensive line. Um, and I think what I'll, oh, the reason why is because, again, last year, there was so much flipping. There was so much not... You, I think it's okay to insert different guys in specific places and specific lineups, right? The offensive line, it is just proven that if you have a, a set of five guys that basically play together the entire season, they get better and gradual over time, and it is very hard to really be good against a solid offensive line. UCF, I think, found its rhythm at certain times over the season. But the problem was they were literally changing the line every couple weeks, which caused no continuity among them. So I think the guys that they have on the roster and who they've brought in could potentially be one of the best lines in the Big 12, just like the defensive line. But they have to find continuity. They have to find the best five guys and keep them there, barring injuries or any of that stuff. Get the five best guys play them and hopefully they play all 12 13 games but we will see On um, the worst I will say on the defense Now, granted this is nothing to do with the guys we brought in I'm just going to say linebacker I don't I still need to see who's going to come out of the room you can bring in all the guys in the world you can bring the top four stars you can bring a former five so you can bring whoever at the end of the day we have to see it one guy I saw a picture of that I really want to see him play is Andrew Harris dude looks yoked Yoked. So I would say that's my the one I'm most worried about. But that's not a surprise. That's something that we all have kind of known about anyway. Is The linebacking group is going to be semi-shaky a little bit. But who knows? They might have gotten two guys in the portal or two guys on the roster that come out and just ball out from day one. And we're like, we have our linebackers. Um, and I think we do. But it's still the one I'm most concerned about. Any other rumored portal booms coming? Um, I think there might be maybe one, maybe two. um, Not too many more. I think UCF's basically done in the portal. Like I said, they might have a couple more. But by all accounts, this is most likely the roster you're going into um, next season or or this spring with. Obviously, after the spring, there'll be a whole other flock of guys. Um, but I think right now, that's this is probably the roster, if not one or two more. And then at Zebel's UCF, which non-QB slash non-linebacker transfer will have the biggest impact on the team next season? Hmm. So, I'll say this. I think when it comes to... I think this is a kind of double-edged question. Who I think will have the biggest impact and who needs to have the biggest impact. I think when it comes to offense, the two na- the one name is R.J. Harvey. He needs to have the biggest impact on the team. Obviously, besides, if, if he takes a dip, UCF might struggle. Um, and I think the wide receiver that I think needs to have a have a step up as Xavier Townsend. Um, you're losing Javon Baker. I think Kobe Hudson's going to give you what Kobe Hudson kind of gives you. You need that clear-cut number two. And I think Xavier Townsend's been number three for the last two years. He needs to kind of get that ball and, and prove you know the kind of caliber wide receiver he is, which I think we all know what he could do with the ball in his hands. It's just about getting the ball in his hands. Um, on the defense, who I think will have the biggest impact on the team, that's really good question. That was a good... You have some good questions, guys. Um, I'm going to say Malachi Lawrence. Um, I think he's really going to... There's no offense to Josh Celisgar. We love Josh Celisgar, obviously. He just did not have it this year. And I think in limited minutes, limited time, limited snaps, Malachi Lawrence really stepped up and proved himself. I think if you play him 90% of the snaps, I think this defense... Gets to the quarterback a lot. And I think it also will help stop the run. Um, He's one of my favorite players on defense. And I think if he's in there, he's going to have a huge impact on that defensive side of the ball. I love the way he plays the game. And he'll be starter next year. And he'll be balling out. So, all right, guys. That's going to do it. Um, I'm not going to get too much into other stuff. Short one today. Quick quick 20-minute 20-minute um, podcasts that we can release out to you guys. Um, hopefully, as stuff starts to ramp up, we'll be having more news that we could talk about. Obviously, UCF basketball continuously uh, hoping to get big wins. Three and three. All them Johnny Dawkins haters, not, not loving life right now. Um, we'll talk more about UCF basketball next week after the next couple games. Um, I, I know some of the people wanted me to talk West Virginia. That was a, an expected win. Um, which we will discuss, um, but I really want to see a little bit more body of work. Uh, They're 3-3. Let's wait after these couple games, um, and we'll talk more about UCF basketball next week. And then hopefully, Gus will finally have his press conference, uh, hopefully next week, um, labeling all the additions and, again, the changes in the staff. um, But we'll see when that happens. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed. Sorry again for the short episode. I hope it was just short enough that, you know, you got your UCF fix in for today. Alright, everybody, this has been Charge on I Bet Online. We will see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts